0: From Relay FM, this is the Pan Addict, episode 574. Today's show is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by the District of Columbia himself, Brad Dowdy.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah. laughs> that is a, a large area that it's I'm you covering now. all by myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You are the District of Columbia, yep. Yeah?
1: I'm in full District of Columbia mode. It is DC Pin Show week, which is going to compromise the majority of our show today talking Mm -hmm. about my excitement level heading into this show which uh i'll go ahead and spoil it it's pretty high like i'm feeling pretty pretty positive about this which Those words uh, don't always line up with DC, so uh, we will talk about that later. But first, Mike, I have to wonder how many episodes in a row can we report in on the Muji polycarbonate fountain pen?
0: I guess until it ends, Claire from Toronto (laughs) could not find a Muji polycarbonate on their visit to their Muji store. Matt from Tokyo, who was uh, was in Tokyo, was saying at the Shinjuku station, Lumine Muji store, There was both the polycarbonate and aluminum fountain pen. And at the Shibuya Muji store, they had the polycarbonate.
1: (laughs) All right. So y'all know where to go now. Toronto? No. Tokyo. Tokyo, At least two shops. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many Mujis are in Tokyo. I imagine many, 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 many shops. But um, they're there in Tokyo. Makes sense given that they're coming from platinum. Although, yeah, I gosh. I would like is there an interview out there with the people behind Muji? I just want to hear from the Muji stationary people. It's like how do they coordinate all this with all these different vendors and getting these barrels made and making all this stuff happen? So Well, that, I think uh,
0: that, you're seeing I, I, it's with difficulty.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I totally just distracted myself thinking about this. It's like, okay, they're the the Japanese stores, they're yeah. obviously getting This platinum pen, so let's just focus on this one specifically, it is a platinum shape, which makes me think that the white barrel comes from a platinum factory, right? Because those molds are not cheap and they want to use what they already have existing. The nib is stamped from platinum. So is all this coming is this one pin coming out of Platinum's factory or is this coming out of somewhere else? And then multiply that by like literally every pin that they make with all these different manufacturers and making their own barrel. So I've just ruined my day. I'm gonna have to think about this a little bit more after okay. the show. But uh Muji's always been not secretive. It's just it's what they do, right? It's what they do well, right? They mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of uh it's kind of cool that they can bring these these great goods to them to more people and uh, at good prices and it's just basically like s- the store brand products right the the generics um, but you still get the good stuff on the inside so I-, I just find the whole thing fascinating so anyway thank you all for the updates from again around the world this time uh, Toronto and Tokyo which is amazing amazing to me
0: I have some a Uniball question for you from Ronald yeah who was uh, like thinking about our last episode we spoke about Uniball a bunch I wrote in to ask uh, or to say. I've suddenly realized that Uniball doesn't offer fountain pens. Is this correct? Do you have any understanding why other global brands have fountain pens in their product range?
1: Such a good question, and this came up in my Q and A session. Oh, okay. Um, in response to a general question, what would you like to see us do? What do we? What do you? What do you want that we don't do? Mm-hmm. And my answer. is, was not fountain pens. Does that surprise you that I would say that? I don't think so.
0: Because I think what you're what I'm getting from you, what you're suggesting, is just stick to what you're good at. Like don't don't try and do something that you're probably not going to be able to compete on.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. And they didn't. There, there was no like well we're working on this there was like none of that like there's yeah. not any secrets i'm i'm withholding from y'all um but my feeling is that you're so good at what you do keep doing that and you are so far behind if you launched a fountain pen today that you have no chance yeah it doesn't yeah. mean you can't do it and you can't make an amazing platinum preppy competitor or amazing platinum plazier competitor Competitor, Like, I'm not even thinking high end, right? You, you, this would be low end stuff. But like, Platinum uh, and uh, Pilot just have such a massive lead in this, that I think your resources, it, it would just be throwing, you know, throwing bad money into the project, right? Like, you're so good at what you do right now. And you continue to innovate with what you do right now. Mm-hmm. Keep working there. And I'm not saying to never make a fountain pen, but I don't think it's mandatory by any stretch. No. And then I also brought up the point. This is where I don't know if I brought this up directly uh, in the room, but I feel like I might have. But this was around the time when Pelican was going through their sale and Joshua Daniel Danley over at the Pelican's Perch was reporting on that. And we talked about how small the fountain pen, the luxury writing market was for Pelican in the overall scheme of things. Like, like, what it how it affected the bottom line or the percentage of sales it was for the bottom line, it was like 10% or less, like, for a sizable company. And Ball is way bigger than Pelican, I'm guessing. Um, like, it just doesn't make any sense for them to jump into the fountain pen market. So, um, I mean, you know,
0: I, I was all I would say is, unless like. Unless they have some genius idea, like you know, like imagine exactly. imagine the the kurutoga of fountain pens, like whatever that might be. you know, like the kurutoga's such a smart idea, and was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. how did nobody think about this before? Unless they have an idea like that for fountain pens, which I'm not really sure is a thing that you could have, But if they right. did, it's like, all right, well, you've got something, like let's bring it to the market and see what it's all about, but I don't mm-hmm. I would doubt that there is an insight like that to be had.
1: And I would love that. Like I would like nothing more than to Uniball to make something interesting fountain pen wise. Mm-hmm. But that was my that was my commentary when the question came up in the room. And like I'm pretty definitive in in that statement. Unless they can do like what you're saying, then I would be all for it. Like believe me, yeah. I would want a Uniball fountain pen just as much as anyone else. But like if you're starting from scratch today, man, I, I can't imagine that would be a smart decision. No. All right, Mike, Um, it is, (laughs) I guess, this cracks me up so much, and I guess it's planner season, officially. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, I can't can't handle this right now. I just can't handle it, Brad. Like, I can't. I just can't. So I wrote this in the document because uh, the Hobonichi launch time always marks the beginning of planner season for me when I start thinking about... Uh, It being planner season, but then also at the same time, I'm like you, is is there really a planner season anymore when... Companies will be out there saying, "Hey, it's national Popsicle day We're launching a new planner with a may twenty seventh start date let's go right <laughs> like that's where that's where we're at with planners right now <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like we have a new may twenty seventh start to honor national popsicle day. so if you want to jump in on a planner, here's your twelve month planner starting on may twenty seventh It's like all the time with these companies, but I do look at Hobonichi a little bit differently as a leader in this space. And I do find their commentary either literal like commentary, which we're going to get to in a minute or their design commentary, right? Like what are they designing towards and how are they making products? I find that endlessly interesting. So it really doesn't launch until september that's normally when i think of new planners and that's when Hobonichi sales starts uh, september 1st but again like i think we talked about it last year like there's no way i could decide on like a planner yeah in august or september for the following year plus i'm exceedingly happy like i don't even need to look at planners this year like i'm super content with where i'm at but mm-hmm. It's always a great time of year for stationary people, especially people that are into journaling and planning. And what Hobonichi did this year is they're doing 31 days of previews um, leading Can up I from August. Can I just stop you there for a second? Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: I want you to put yourself in my shoes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mike Hurley's opens the show notes. It's early in the mm-hmm. morning. He's tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> opens the show notes and looks at what's written down here. Mm-hmm. I had a terrifying i had a very scared moment looking at mm-hmm. these show notes do you know why
1: mm, no
0: okay so we have the we have the show notes here so brad's got planner season hobonichi launch you know they're doing the 31 days uh it says they they got their own online calendar which with daily updates leading into a september launch like it's their marketing plan they're giving you like here's the next 31 days what we're doing day one Uh-oh. new theme Okay. I nearly died, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> I see it now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so they <laughs> So Hobonichi went with the theme system idea this year. <laughs> that was what honestly like this is what getting.
0: it was just that they were going to use the idea of like themes.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. So Mm -hmm. what they're doing, they're not doing that. No, uh, they're not doing that. I see how I freaked you out momentarily now in retrospect, Mm -hmm. Um, but they are basically doing kind of a a slogan update, if you will. So um, they're calling it the 2024 new theme, but it's literally just like the new slogan for... Uh, hobonichi So the new slogan is "Life is present." Right? They're okay, going to be so, hearing from my lawyers,
0: though. I just <laughs> know that. Uh, this stage, and all I'm going to ask for is mother three. That's what I'm going to ask for.
1: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Fair enough. So I think that that should be uh, uh, deliverable from mm-hmm. the uh, from the upcoming lawsuit. So, did you know this is the 23rd year of that the Hobonichi Techa? Wild. Yeah. So I'm putting this link, uh, we'll put in a link to this main page where they're updating. And I'm actually going to talk about this because the first two days of updates on this page are really fascinating. So the first one, uh, is this new slogan update. The, the life is present. And, um, uh, as Shige Sato Itoy. um, who I don't know if, is this the CEO or president of Hobonichi? Um, I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh, They don't list that, but uh, his hair is on point. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like that's part of the reason why I linked this because he has amazing hair for one. That's, that's some goals I'm looking forward to here uh, pretty soon. So, um, and secondly, they go through some of the big picture ideas. Like this is actually a really long article and they go through some of the big picture ideas like this, this one comment, we're always surprised when we see the rate at which our overseas audience grows each year. Right. So like, like th- this is good insight that I enjoy as a stationary consumer. And as, as someone who is into this industry, they really break down, um, what they think about in the big picture, right. In the big picture and, um, and you know, Mr. Itoy, like I guess made mother, but like I said, is he the the fat? I can't remember if he's like the founder. I don't know his official Hobonichi title, but right, but he's he's who he's who you're going to be suing when you get to it. But yeah. Um. So anyway, so check out this introduction from him and talking uh, about the the ideas, just like big picture concepts. Then they jump right into day two, uh, which is a very important update that um, I'm glad they went ahead and, and dropped. So this is the paper update year, right? So this is what we alluded to last Hopefully. year, that the paper is switching to the new uh, Tomoe River S paper this year. So that's what the second leak link, link uh, dictates. So it shows you which... Books are getting the new paper. There's actually going to be a couple of books that don't get the new paper, still in the old paper. The Weeks is going to get the old paper because that's a, that's a smaller um, smaller footprint notebook and journal, right? It doesn't have as much paper, so they probably still have some that they can use for the Weeks. Is going to have the old paper, but e- essentially everything else is going to have the new Tomoe S paper. In addition, the Techo is getting a a full English edition, which they've done some English editions in the past. But, um, you know, with the cousin and the Weeks, they had English editions in the past. Now the normal, the classic A6 Techo is getting an English edition uh, as well. So, and then there's a bunch of other updates on this page. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. One piece. But yeah, it's got the new One Piece. I, I like how they. Go ahead and drop that on day two. Like, hey, yeah. we're gonna still work this. Like that went extremely well. Like we got a lot of feedback on that addition, um, and the accessories that go with that. I that's clearly been hugely successful for them. And I love I, I made a note like mentally, it's like, oh, they're dropping this on like day two, letting everyone know. It's like, yeah, that has gone man, well for them.
0: Hobonichi is such serious goals, like Yeah. My word, like this is just like I can't even imagine, you know?
1: Yeah. So that brings me back to this, like, the whole point, why I actually do care about planner season, not from, like, hey, I need a new planner, but I think Hobonichi is such an interesting company and in how they operate, what they do, what they decide to create, how much they do, right? It is... The, every year, their product lineup, like, you never see all the things that they make because it's endless, but they seem to do such a such a good job. So I thought I'd put that out there since that page launched a couple days ago it's out in the wild now and uh, y'all should uh, y'all should check it out if you're even interested in planners but if you're not just interested in like the business of stationary I get a lot out of what Hobonichi does each year and um, I, I follow what they do pretty closely like last year we were talking about the paper differences and one of the insights that they had was well, one of the reasons we like this new paper is because the pilot friction is so popular, which in Japan, which just blew my mind. Like you're telling me we're making journal decisions based on the pilot friction. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing insight for me, for someone like me who's really into this stuff. So very cool. You know what other season it is, Mike? What season? Pizza season.
0: You bet baby. This episode is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens. They are the number 1 pizza oven company in the world because they make a fantastic range of surprisingly small ovens powered by your choice of either wood, charcoal, gas, and they even have an electric model now too to let you make restaurant quality pizza at home. You can make them in your own backyard and the electric oven allows you also to cook these things indoors as well. So you can have fantastic pizzas for you, your friends, and your family all summer long Uni pizza ovens are incredibly easy to use they're super portable and will fit into outside space outside spaces Uni pizza ovens they reach incredibly high temperatures like we're talking about like up to 900 degrees fahrenheit this is what enables you to cook restaurant quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds that is the high temp like that that high temperature that's the key that's the thing you need to separate these pizzas from what you can make in a conventional home oven Uni have a wide range of products. One of their most popular is the Uni Coda 16, which will let you cook up to 16-inch pizzas, with an innovative L-shaped burner at the back to give you even heat distribution. The Uni Vault, which I mentioned, which is their new electric indoor and outdoor oven. They also have the multi-fueled Uni Karu as well, which can use wood, charcoal, or gas. But this is just a few of the options, let alone all of the accessories that Uni sell. You can get peels, cutters, thermometers, aprons, tables, and so much more. They also make an awesome app to help you perfect your dough recipe and give you loads of pizza-making tips. Brad, are you cooking up a storm in the Dowdy household right now?
1: We are, and let me tell you my favorite highlights of cooking in that oven is getting those crispy edges mm-hmm. getting it on the crust getting it on the cheese getting it on like if you throw pepperoni or peppers on there getting that little just that little mm-hmm. char mm-hmm. while the rest of the pizza cooks perfectly having that little edge on there Whew, man this Makes is uh, like I, I need to do this for lunch today this is this is making me hungry
0: Listeners of this show can get 10% off their own purchase of an Uni pizza oven. You just use the code uh, ADDICT2023, A D D I C T 2023, at checkout at uni.com. That's O O N I. Com. Uni Pizza Ovens are the best way to bring restaurant-quality pizza to your own backyard. They are the perfect tool for the job and are always in high demand. So if you want one, go to uni.com and use the code ADDICT2023 for 10% off. Our thanks to Uni Pizza Ovens for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: All right, shout-out of the week, which is, is going to lead week. us into our main topic this this week. Um, shout-out of the week is my friend Mike not you, not me, the other Mike at InkDependence. So <laughs> Mike Madison runs InkDependence.com, a very popular YouTube channel. Mike is a good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time now. I will see him at the DC Pen Show. And the reason why I wanted to give him the shout out of the week is not only because I enjoy his content very much and his streams very much and his friendship very much, but that he is going to be at the DC Pen Show and he's holding a seminar, and the seminar is called Have You Seen My Bag? And he's doing a bag and backpack seminar, which hmm. I thought was outstanding to have these different types of seminars on the schedule at the DC Pin Show, right? So you can, you know, everyone probably at the pin show is carrying around a bag of some sort. So Mike is a bag expert. He, uh, buys a lot of different bags, backpacks, totes, camera bags, all these things. So he knows what goes into making a good bag. He has some ideas on that, and he's going to share them in the seminar at the "Have You Seen My Bags" seminar. I think it's Saturday. Okay. Uh, I'll have to look. So we'll have a link in the D- for the DC Pen Show uh, seminars here in the. Um, in the show notes, but um I want to say it's like Saturday afternoon, like three o'clock, something like that. So uh yeah, go check that out and go check out the uh DC Pin Show website because that is what we're going to talk about now, Mike. So DCPinshow.com, if y'all want to play along, we'll have the link in the show notes. Um, this is the Super Show, Mike. Uh, super self- Show. <laughs> Sunday, super Sunday, super Sunday. Super Show. <laughs> the, uh, the self-glossed, the self-nicknamed uh, Fountain Pen Super Show. Uh, if that is still the case um, in, in these modern times, I don't know. But you know what? I don't put it past them. This is a big, big behemoth of a Fountain Pen Show. The biggest I'm aware of. Um, just in like vendor size attendance. Um, yeah, there's other shows that are obviously close and there's other shows that a lot of people will say are better, but just in size and scope, uh, Washington DC still has kind of the, are they're, they're the, the top of the heap, I guess, but, uh, even it's closer than ever, but, um, I'm looking forward to it. It's been years since pre pandemic, uh, times since I've been to the show and getting ready for this show. Not having been in probably four or five years, I noticed a couple of things that I'm happy to see. So, DC, while I was running Knock, was a mandatory show for us. Right, it was just the biggest. We do our most sales. It uh, yeah, it was just what, a great, great show.
0: It was what created the love hate relationship, right? Like you couldn't yeah. avoid it, but it was a it was just terrible to to do
1: from an yes. organizational perspective. Yes, yeah, so they were historically poor organized. few times in my life Show.
0: have I seen Brad Dowdy angry. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. That is where I've seen you the most angry. It was that year yeah. when I was there and mm-hmm. we were trying to set up the night before and it was just
1: pandemonium. Yep. Like, I don't think we got our table to the next day and it was just like a tack on area, like back in the heat. It, yep. it was it was a rough, exhausting weekend. And I think a lot of vendors will just talk about the size and exhaustion kind of goes hand in hand with the show. It's, it's a big, busy show. You're working a lot and you're just like, by the time you're done every night, you're just like, I just want to sit down. Like, <laughs> I want to go
0: proven in like, I mean, I I did a bunch of shows with you, right? Like obviously you, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and Jeff did way more, but I was there for different shows and, and, and helping out at different places this the only show where we were completely sold out like yep by the, we shut I down we think by like sunday
1: morning is sunday closed morning cuz there was nothing to yep. sell anymore yep there wasn't and, and that was the one also where like on friday and saturday people could not physically get to our table because yep. it was so pinched in the in the layout um so those were the those were the before times in the, in the bad times um i can't speak on the show because I haven't been there since around that time, but we're still at the same hotel. Last year, they had their own challenges with hotel renovation, which you can't really put on the show promoters, but they were they were dealt a bad hand and kind of had to deal with that. I'm hoping, knock on wood, I haven't heard anything about like sh- construction or weirdness in the show this year. We'll see how it goes. I'll actually be on site to discover this myself. But I will say, Mike, credit to the show promoters, the... Website's been updated. Remember how bad their website used to be? I mean, it, it was it tragic. Wasn't one basically. Yeah, yeah. It was just basically like a, a GeoCities yeah, <laughs> era website yeah. with no information. There's on a it. lot of information um, on here. Like, you yeah, can buy I your tickets to, online. Yeah, I, I've bought my tickets online. They're gonna have an interactive floor map. Like, they're just it. I'm pleased, right? Like, mm-hmm. just hey, I would like to come to your show. Can I do the things? Oh yes. Here's how you book the hotel. Here's where you can order tickets. Here's the different ticket packages you can buy. Here's this. Here's that. I was like, huh, okay. Like you are making it easy for me. That's meaningful to someone like me who's traveling to a pin show, and I think that's meaningful to everyone. Like this is a show. If you're planning on going, even if you're just going one day, I would highly recommend buying tickets online. Right? Like we, it used to be a thing at the shows that you went to where you would go out Saturday morning and you would just get your camera out, start the video and walk from the entrance to the end of the line. it would be like, you know, a couple hundred yards or something like those, just lines and lines yeah. and lines of people. So I hope with online buying, you have your little QR code. Hopefully you can just scan it and it's reasonable to get in. So, um, I am looking forward to it. What I'm most going into this show as given my travel, right? So I'll get there Friday afternoon, hope to get on the show floor by like one or two o'clock, and then I'll be there all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then I won't be at the show Sunday. I leave Sunday morning. So that is a short time frame for a really big and busy show. So my word of the show is going to be discovery, right? Since I haven't been here in a while, there's going to be a lot of people that exhibit at this show that haven't been at some of the other shows I've gone to um, Baltimore, Atlanta, Chicago, San Francisco last year, that I want to make a point to meet. One of the interesting things, and this is again, shout out to the show runners. They sent out an email. like, Hey, look at all these international vendors we get. Right? So they actually sent out an email saying, Hey, this is, we're getting uh, vendor's, From Canada, Croatia, France, Germany, Holland, India, Israel, Italy, Japan, Turkey, and the UK. Like they're making a point to like promote these people that are making the effort to come to the show. And that's a lot of the people that I'm making a list to see at the show, right? So I've even made a list in the show notes here and we'll put them in here. But like London Penco is someone I've followed on Instagram. And they make, you know, they make their own pens. They're uh, actually from from Canada, um, not not your London. Uh, the the Canadians, so London, didn't get you. Ontario. I'm guessing. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, Morastilos um, you know, will be there, which they ha- carry a pen called the the old one, which is not my type of pen, but it's a very famous, popular pen, and I'd like to see that, you know, there at the show. Um, I think I screwed up these links in the show notes as I'm finding out right now, but, um, we will fix that moment. I will fix that momentarily. Okay. Uh, Leonardo Penn, the CEO of Leonardo Penn, Salvatore Matron will be there. Right. I don't know that I've ever talked to him in person. Right. And Leonardo makes some of my most favorite pens in the world. Right. Like I love Leonardo pens. Leonardo is going to have representation there. Salvatore is going to be there. I want to meet him. Right, I got to meet uh, Toru from uh, Toyoka Craft last year in San Francisco. I want to say hi to him again and thank him for coming to DC. Right, like I really think about this type of stuff. You know, want to see. You know the new stuff from Toyoka Craft, and I need to consider how big of a suitcase am I going to bring <laughs> to to see this. Um, you know, then there's like there's several designers from Turkey that are going to be here. Uh, studio, oh boy, I'm not going to get this well. Uh, studio Aga. Kakan. Um, you know, they like custom make pens and NFP design. And of course, my good friends at Galen Leather. I haven't seen Eunice in a while, right? So I'm making like a list and um or kind of like checking this out. Uh one from the UK, Mike, uh Shibuy North. So I've seen their her pens on um several of the websites, uh several Instagrams people buying uh those pens from Shibuy North. I want to see those. So This is going to be a good event for me personally to see a bunch of things I haven't seen in person before. This is why I made the decision to go to DC and like alternate between DC and San Francisco because not everyone like this is has a good European focus, even though we get a lot of Japanese representation, you know, or Asian market representation here, but not everyone from like Europe is going to make the jump all the way over to San Francisco. And the same with, you know, some of the Asian market from, you know, over to San Francisco, but not all the way to D.C., but you do get some crossover, like Toyoka Craft. I know um, Nagasawa's going to be here, um, uh, Kobe, with Kobe Inks and things like that, which I think they've, they've done the D.C. pin show before, so it's great. And that's barely scratching the surface, yeah. right? Like, I'm not talking about all the people that I want to see, that I see all the time, like Ian Schoen, you know, and Franklin Kristoff like all my favorite vendors, you know, Van S pens and just on and on and on and on. I am going to have to take this show as I'm going to have to like put in the work on the Friday and Saturday I'm there and be pretty efficient to make sure I get done what I want to get done as far as visitation, conversation, seeing things, um, testing things, talking to people, This is going to be an extremely busy show for me. And Mm. so I'm trying to get in that mindset where, like, if I go to Baltimore, like, I've generally gone there every year. I know who's going to be there, and I can just roll in, even kind of without a plan, and know I'm going to be able to get it done. At DC, I don't know that I can walk in the door and think that, right? Like, I have to think about, hey, you know, am I going to go see Hugh and Carol from Canalea? When am I going to see you know, Jonathan Brooks, right? Like all the people I normally see, but I want to see what new stuff do they have? What are they up to? You know, what kind of, you know, if, even if I've talked to people regularly, I still want to know what's going on, what the hell's the show going? So it's going to be a very busy show. And I'm I'm actually pretty hyped about that, right? Like, I'm very excited to go. I don't know if you could tell just by the way I'm talking about it. Like, I am really, really anxious to get rolling on this show and just crossing my fingers that it's going to be good. I have a feeling like it should be completely fine, but Mm. uh, I'll be there to uh, find out for myself for a change. So uh, that's the game plan, at least the start of a game plan. That's the uh, framework of my thought process heading into the DC pen show. Like when I get to the hotel, like from the airport, I'll drop off my bags and it's go time and it won't stop until I leave Sunday morning. So I'm really, really excited. What I don't have ready yet is my own packing. And when I say everything I just said out loud, I don't need to pack hardly anything at all, right? As far as stationery, like things to bring of myself, no. right? Like I'm gonna bring almost nothing. I'll bring like one of my spoke pens, my roadie, which I like to travel with. You know, maybe a couple of fountain pens that I'm using. Um, and that, and like, that's about it. I'll bring a, an an empty case or two, you know, my Sinclair cases, like the, the Rickshaw Sinclair cases, I, I'm going to bring an empty one, maybe two empty ones. Mm. Um, I'm not planning on spending a lot, but I do have a list, which we're going to get into in a minute, but like, I'm going to bring a couple of pens. I'm going to bring my plotter as my paper and a half empty suitcase, Like, I just can't decide if I'm going to have like a roller board that's half empty or go all the way and do like a medium sized check in (laughs) suitcase that's half empty, because I know there's going to be a lot of stuff to haul back. This is going to be a good show for work to get a lot of products for review for the rest of the year. Right. So I will end up with a lot of, you know, things like I don't have much personal stuff. That I'm looking for, but I will end up with a ton of stuff that's going to be review goods. So I just got to decide how much space do I need because I don't need to pack much else, right? Like I'm there two nights. Like it's, it's very minimal from like a personal perspective. So just can I carry everything home? So my shopping list is very short right now. There's one thing that I've been waiting for this show um, all year to grab, even though I've had opportunities Throughout the year, I'm finally going to get a shown Design monoch nib. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, it's time. Why? Like it's uh, because he keeps uh, adding like these new colors, new anodizations. I'm hoping he's going to have some finer tips mm-hmm. on there. Um, if not, I know I can get a the tip modified. I've talked to Gina at Custom Nib Studio. They do that. Uh, they have they've done enough Monoc nibs to feel comfortable. Uh, modifying that. And I've tested one of theirs uh, before and loved it. So now I can get the color that I want, hopefully. So this is like, I will do this immediately on Friday afternoon, right? Because I know Ian will be insanely busy all weekend. I just want yeah. to get that done. Um, And that's going to be like a big chunk of my budget. That's going to cost me like three, $400, right? These nibs are expensive. I just have to decide, do I bring like one of my barrels that this fits in, or do I buy a new barrel? Um, <laughs> It's I'm probably going to buy a new barrel, right? Like, let's be honest. But I have, I have a Peak barrel, I have an Ultim barrel, and I have an aluminum barrel that all of these, this nibble fit in. So I'm just trying to decide, do I want to commit the budget for a new barrel? If I'm going for the pin, you know, and I'm going to get like a wild color, well, maybe I get a wild barrel to match. Who knows, Mike? Who I mean, knows? it wouldn't be bad to at least check, you know? Yeah, I'm you know. probably not going to bring my own barrels, but so I'll probably end up with something new, mm-hmm. new from Ian because like every show I go to, like he has escalated quickly with the awesomeness of like just the pen barrels, not to mention the nib stuff. So I'm going to get a bunch of stuff from Ian. He's got some other things going on too, some pen cleaning uh, syringes and things like that. I wanted to um, make sure I get get a hold of uh, something else that went on my shopping list just yesterday which instagram has been good for like dc pen show prep i can see like Mm -hmm. what people are up to what they're bringing to the show uh so sugar turtle studio who i just met for the first time in baltimore they make really really fun like stationary like accessory type stuff they collaborated with diamine to make some custom sugar turtle studio inks which are very neat colors like a pink and a teal which are kind of like my jam like Even though like I probably got a million of both of these colors, I'm 100% getting these um, from Sugar Turtle Studio. So check them out if you're looking for some fun color diamine inks. And you should watch your wallet at Sugar Turtle Studio. They're going to get you with all of their awesome accessories. So uh, Tom is great, and I really, really look forward to seeing him again at the show. Um that's kind of it. Like that's dedicated shopping. I know I'm spending this like the Monarch nib is going to be very expensive. So like, I'm not really looking for much else other than that for me personally. Right. Then you ha- I have the whole other, you know, Hey, um, review stuff, blog stuff, all that stuff. That's a completely separate, separate deal. So I did see again on Instagram, uh, something I want to look at is the Pen family had an Instagram post which was just text, and it was saying like they're they're making some changes. They're gonna have a bunch of deals, a bunch of sales. Um, a lot of their brands, uh, Armando Simone, Wall Ever Sharp. A lot of the brands that they carry carry are just pens that are too large for me. So I'm not hoping for something different. But their post said Italian craftsmanship, Japanese precision, and knowing me, that's like how you get me to come visit your table. So Italian celluloid pens, Japanese nibs, but I don't know more specifics than that. Like there it's a teaser. So like that's on the list, right? So that's how this weekend's going to go. It's I'm going to go in, I'm going to handle business real quick, and then we're going to get to work. Like I, this is a work weekend for me. There's a lot of people I need to see, a lot of people I need to meet, a lot of discussions I need to have, a lot of products I need to come home with. And I am really, really excited. And that is before I get to hang out with all my friends and meet people who are coming to the show and help people find products and things that they want so i'm never too busy for anyone to just come up and say hi at any time please interrupt me if you have questions i want to help you that's more important to me than anything especially if it's your first show or you're looking for something specific and i can help you find something or point you in the right direction or get you in front of the right person or answer any questions you have that is my number one goal at any pin show that i'm attending when i'm yep. walking around i am there to help anyone who needs it um That is more the the most important thing to me. That's how I have the most fun. That's how I get the most enjoyment. Is making other people happy and giving them a helping them have a great experience at a pen show. So please, if you see me, come say hi. Don't hesitate. Interrupt me. Anything. So um, I look forward to uh, to being there this weekend, and uh, I'm ready. If you couldn't tell, I'm ready to go. Public service, Brad. (laughs) That's that. That is my biggest move. The and I. It's probably as hard at this show as any right just from yeah. the size of it and the uh, the volume of people right it's pretty difficult so how long are um, you there uh literally friday afternoon all day saturday leave sunday morning so okay. i won't be at, basically not at the show sunday so right that uh limits my time but like i'll be at the hotel friday night and saturday night like i'm going out to yeah. eat friday night like that's the only off-site plans i have like i'm gonna After the show, go grab some dinner because there's not a lot of options like directly right there. And then I'll be back at the hotel Friday. I know there's some events Saturday night that uh, Kenra is putting on. I'll be there. So just going to hang out a bunch. So that is the goal. So uh, I I genuinely can't wait. I'm super excited.
0: I'm pretty jealous, to be honest. I'm uh, I'm too far overdue on a pension. Yeah,
1: we're going to fix that. We're going to fix that. I hope so. Somehow.
0: Somehow. Let's round out of a couple of Ask TPA questions today. All right. So first comes from Daniel, who says, I got into stationary things a couple of months ago and have bought a huge amount of fountain pens, inks, papers, mechanical pencils. And now I've got my sights on... Uh, regular pencils like wood pencils and sharpeners this is all getting out of hand i love that i can choose so broadly what pens i want to use every day but i feel sad about not having that pen ink or lead that i want to use every day something that i really really love and connect with
1: how do i start loving what i have love this question right like i i really appreciate daniel asking this question and it's not easy right and this is something that all of us go through mm-hmm. that have been in the stationary game for a long time that there's so much to discover and the questions you want to end up asking yourself is what am i trying to accomplish when i write and i don't mean like you know i'm not i'm trying to write the next novel or i'm trying to do my homework or i'm taking notes but how you want the pen or pencil to feel on the page to give you the best results when you write so you can try all this stuff right and we all have just gobs of stuff laying around and some of those things are better for you for your handwriting for the type of notes you take or the writing you do than others so figure out why this one pen is better than this other one is it because in my case is it because it's an extra fine nib as opposed to a medium nib where a medium nib has a rounder tipping and it doesn't make my lines as clean because i have a print style handwriting that looks the best when it has a nice sharp edge on the lines extra fine nibs solve that for me stub nibs solve that for me medium Rounded tipped nibs do not solve that for me. Broad nibs do not solve, solve that for me. So that goes through like a period of testing and figuring out what are the products that work best for me and why. So when you discover how you use things for your daily use and why you have a preference of the things you already own over other things you already own and then you can really narrow down Like why this product, why I enjoy this product so much. And then you can explore within that category, right? All of us start out very broad in the stationary world, trying all the pens, trying all the papers, trying to answer all the questions, trying to test all the things, not wanting to miss out on anything, all that stuff. But in the end, I'd say universally, everyone kind of dials in back, you know, more narrow into this works for me because of this specific reason and i'm going to continue to use that more so you need to ask yourself those questions right why do i like this pen so much why do i dislike this pen so much and then you just start kind of whittling down these answers and then you find the one then you find that pen or that ink that paper or that pencil that is the best for you so you just have to look inwards a little bit ask yourself those questions and uh, narrow it down from there so that's how I approach this question
0: I mean I'm kind of the same and I actually think that I've I've basically achieved this like by and large right like Mm -hmm. I add so little to my collection now I have Mm -hmm. the things that I know that I like and I'm choosing to enjoy them but I do think that it takes time of experiencing lots of different things until Mm -hmm. you either find the thing that's really important to you, as you say, or that you realize you've already got what you
1: like. Exactly. And that's why you can just rewind right back to my Washington, D.C. shopping list. What I'm buying for myself, I want a nib right from Ian. Mm -hmm. That's my list for what I need. I'm not going, I need this Platinum, this Sailor, this Leonardo, this Franklin Kristoff, right? Which in the before I would have like 10 things on like, Hey, I'm going to buy this for me list. Now it's like, I like, I know what I want. I have what I want mostly already. Right. Like I yeah. believe me, I've got more pins than anybody and more access to more pins than anybody. I, I am not in like a need mode for my personal collection. Right. Sure, so sure. yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's a good place to be when you start solving those, problems and i think daniel you you will get there like you just figure out you really have to look like look at what's working best for you and start narrowing down from there tim
0: asks there are many many lists out there for the best parker style refills because of this i've accumulated many many parker style refills (laughs) i'm wondering if you have some ideas perhaps a top five or favorite bodies and barrels that take the parker refill what should
1: i buy to put these refills in I mean, shout out spoke pin roadie, like yeah, baby. that's just a lock. That is one pin that is traveling with me. Uh, I have the roadie stainless steel with the orange Delrin cap. That's my favorite pin. Um, currently <laughs> until we make my next favorite pin. Um, and it fits the uh, Parker style Jetstream SXR 600 refill, which is Jetstream's streams. Uh, Uniball's Parker style international G2 style refill. Um, that's my favorite obviously, but I'm biased. Um, I like the tactile turn short. I think that's the, I always get the name confused, but that fits. That's another one that fits the, uh, Parker style. That's one of my favorites. Don't overlook the Parker jotter as just a classic, literally Parker pin. Um, they're inexpensive. They're about $10 or maybe $8 for just like the basic plastic barrel, metal, metal top. Um, retractable pen, uh, highly recommended by um, the office ladies as well. And lastly, the Karen Dash 849 is a personal favorite of mine. That's mm. a more classically styled, smaller. It's not exactly relatively expen- inexpensive, but it's like, you know, you can get them in like the $20 range for the basic models and they go on up from there up into like the fifties, depending on, you know, the types of colors they release a bunch. And that fits their Goliath refill uh, which I do enjoy, uh, but that's a Parker style refill, so you can swap it in and out if you find a color or a style of the 849 that you like. That's one of my, one of my, another one of my favorites. So, um, two stock options there: the Parker Classic Parker Jotter or the Karen Dash 849, and then two maker models in the Spoke Roadie and the Tactical Term uh, Short, I believe it's called.
0: Beautiful answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some good options there, because like. The Karen Dash has a sprinkling of like maker in it with its design, you know. Like yeah, in that the, there's so many special editions and weird and wonderful
1: ones. Right, so it's kind of fun. Yep, I think it's a great pin. It's just so classic, but yeah, they have beautiful. been able to modernize it in in ways that like not a lot of companies have been able to execute what they do as well as they have, which is why I like them so much
0: if you would like to send in a question of your own for us to answer in a future episode of the show just go to penaddictfeedback.com that's penaddictfeedback.com you can send us your Ask TPA questions there along with follow up and any feedback and I guess maybe get some questions in for Brad about his uh, pen show experience at the DC Pen Show you'll be able to find Brad roaming the halls of the hotel, you know, at night like a ghost, so if (laughs) if you're there you'll be able to find him that you,
1: won't, uh, you will not find me at 1 a.m. in the hotel. <laughs> that, I can well, promise we'll you. Find,
0: I don't know, man. We'll see. <laughs> you know, you never know. These pen shows can get wild.
1: <laughs> they can. They can.
0: Uh, if you want to find Brad online, go to Spokedesign.com. He's also Pen Addict uh, over on Instagram and Mastodon and Threads. You can also go to PenAddict.com as well. I am iMike. I am YKE. And you can find me over at cortexbrand.com and the products that I make there. Uh, thanks so much to Uni Pizza Ovens for the support of this show. And thank you for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.